polls here in New York remain open until 9 p.m. Former NYPD police captain and Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams will almost certainly be elected the next mayor of New York City. His victory in the Democratic primary was fueled by his emphasis on policing and public safety in his biography as a former police officer. The future of policing has also been a flashpoint in a number of other big city mayor's races that are on the ballot today. Joining us now to talk about all this is Alex Vitale. Uh, Alex is a professor of sociology at Brooklyn College and author of The End of Policing. Uh, last year, the, the book came out several years ago, and last year it, it really uh, took off to the top of the charts in the wake of the George Floyd protests. It's been translated into many languages around the world. In uh, his book, uh, In the End of Policing, uh, Alex argues that the police as an institution are ill-suited for almost all of the work they do and that their interactions with the public should be reduced to the absolute minimum possible. Needless to say, Eric Adams feels differently. Alex, welcome to WBAI Radio. Hi, John. Glad to be here. You bet. And thank you for joining us tonight. Um, so uh, your your initial thoughts on, on Eric Adams be, um, on the verge of becoming mayor and uh, it, how you think he'll uh, oversee the police start department? And is there any hope that somebody who is so familiar with the police department might uh, root out at least some of the uh, the problems that have existed inside the NYPD for a very long time? Well, I think as some of your earlier guests pointed out, Adams is kind of a wealth of contradictions. He's trying to have it always simultaneously, right? He's trying to appeal to the the little guy out in the neighborhoods who's been left out of the the phenomenal growth at the center of the New York economy, and he's also pandering to the billionaire class, you know, he says he wants to invest in communities to address the root causes of problems, but he also wants to invest in policing while probably pledging to cut taxes for the richest folks. So it's not clear how he can actually govern based on what he's campaigned on. He, he's trying to do it all. And and I will just say one other thing that kind of points out what a contradictory figure he is, you know. Uh, Adams is not Giuliani, uh, if, if, and the, the evidence of this is to look at who his Republican opponent is, who is going to you know, get some of the lowest poll numbers in the city's history, I think, tonight, right? So mm-hmm. voters were given the choice of someone who was truly going to be a no-holds-bar, law-and-order, sick-the-police-on-everything choice, and, and they've overwhelmingly rejected that. Because I think a lot of people understand that Adams is going to put some resources into communities. He is going to, under pressure perhaps, embrace some of these alternative public safety infrastructures. And then we'll just have to see what happens with policing down the line. And and there's some irony in that uh, it seems like at least some of the proposals that have come out of the police reform movement may, may be adopted even as he uh, continues to denounce uh, defund the police. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we, we don't need to frame this conversation so specifically around those particular three words. I think as 
as we heard from Alex and, Jub- and Jabari, there's a whole host of folks coming into office in the city council who ran on a platform of making their communities safer than they are today, but without relying on the NYPD as the tool for doing that because they understand as well as anyone just what a harmful tool the NYPD can be when it's unleashed in their communities. So I think that, you know, Adams's rhetoric, we'll have to see what it actually turns to in terms of policy. Okay. And, and looking beyond New York, uh, you know, Adams uh, back this summer uh, celebrated himself as the, the new face of the democratic party. And at least in, in some other cities, uh, we see a sort of a similar dynamic of a conservative Democrat, um, you know, trying to unite both the business class and people of color who are concerned about uh, crime. We're seeing this in in Buffalo, uh, where uh, uh, Byron Brown is trying to bounce back from his primary defeat and, and, and take out Indi- uh, socialist India Walton, and also in Atlanta, and in and then can you talk about that a little bit, and also about Minneapolis, where there's a uh, a ballot initiative where voters uh, today have the chance to abolish the police department and replace it with something different. So look, there is a, a war over the heart of the democratic party and the corporate power base that supports Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer is terrified of the momentum coming out of the victories of AOC and then Cori Bush and St. Louis and and lots of people winning local races around the country as either democratic socialists or a new kind of progressive that fundamentally rejects the kind of austerity politics that have been at the heart of the Democratic Party. And so there any time they can latch on to someone who they see as standing in opposition to that new, more progressive wing of the party, they're going to do that. And so, you know, Eric Adams says a few things about I'm against defund the police, and then he becomes a champion of this centrist corporate wing of the party. I think, though, there is a lot of upside still in terms of the ability to get folks elected at the local level around this new politics. And I think, you know, let's hope that India Walton uh, holds on to uh, win this victory in Buffalo, which could be really transformative. This would make her the first socialist mayor of a major American city uh, in, in many, many decades. And this could be a very uh, tremendous opportunity to rethink not just the policing, but these larger questions of austerity, of more horizontal economic development that where we don't just subsidize a few corporate leaders in hopes that there'll be some trickle-down effect that never materializes, but really thinking concretely how to build prosperity in that city in a way that benefits everyone. In terms of uh, Minneapolis, I mean, we're all waiting to see what happens. If it wins, I mean, it will be quite a remarkable achievement because it will signal that the folks on the ground there who've been working for years on 
alternative public safety strategies have managed to cobble together a majoritarian politics in a major American city. If they don't win, well, the movement is still taking place in in hundreds of cities across the country where people are doing the base building that needs to happen so that then we can win citywide elections, win important referenda. And a lot of cities are not there yet, and no one thought they were going to be there yet. So if it passes, it opens the door to a whole set of potential changes, but it doesn't tell us exactly what these changes are going to look like. And I don't think it's going to look like abolishing the police department in in the sense that people may think about it. What it's going to mean is that we can create new infrastructures of public safety that don't rely exclusively on police, and that it's going to allow us to bring in some new resources and and take some of the money that's gone to policing and put it into a whole raft of of community-based interventions. But there are still going to be police in Minneapolis for the foreseeable future. Sure. Um, and, and to what extent uh, do you think the, you know, the the wealthier people that support Eric Adams, um, and maybe Adams himself, uh, see the primary role of policing at, as to um, just sort of suppress the problems that uh, plague the city, and, and so so that. Uh, you know, uh, gentrification and, and, and real estate values can continue increasing. Uh, how much of it do you think is, is simply carried out as a sort of a form of a, a social management, I guess, if, if you want to call it that? Well, I don't know that these particular contributors are thinking about it in exactly those terms. I think they understand that Eric Adams is engaged in a kind of transactional politics. Okay. And it's going to matter who gives him money. And there's going to be a tremendous amount of insider dealing in the in an Adams administration. We just look at the folks that he's had in his team and the way he's cozying up to people. But the larger truth that you allude to, I think, is definitely the case. If he if Adams continues to make deals that benefit the 1%, this is going to exacerbate the social problems of mass homelessness, untreated mental health and substance abuse problems, you know, black market activity and all the rest. And policing is going to be the central tool that those people will demand gets used to manage those problems. And so that is really what we're up against here. So we can't understand the the role of policing in society independently of these larger questions of economic and racial justice. Okay, well, we'll have to leave it there. But uh, Alex Vitale, author of The End of Policing, thank you so much for joining us this evening on WBAI for our election night special. You're welcome, John. Thanks for having me on.